Welcome back. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stuck and Funnel podcast, episode three. Um, today, we have a very special guest, my boy, Antonio. You know, Antonio is my buddy from the East Coast, but made his moves west during the pandemic. He was actually a guest on a Maleo Trash episode. Three uh, years ago. Yeah, Sonia and I's first podcast. Yeah. Um, we, so, like, it's nice to have a returning guest, a friend of the show, family of the show. Um, but we'll let Antonio introduce himself. But, uh, Sonia, how you been? How was last week? I'm good. Um, this week has been crazy. Yeah. My dog ate something he shouldn't, so he's been throwing up every night at 4 a.m., and that's the time I've been getting up. <laughs> and then we're also changing the strategy of my company's social media, and I'm spearheading that. So yeah. I need a large coffee. That's a lot. Like every hour of the day this week. <laughs> like, are you guys trying to acquire like millions upon millions of followers? Changing yes. Your strategy. Yes, exactly. So when you first start out, you have to try a bunch of different things and a lot of them are not going to stick and then you just pivot and try try something else. So that's kind of the beauty of marketing though, right? We have data to tell us if we're resonating with our audience or not. Yeah, I think that's one of the things about startups too. It's always like you throw a lot of things out there, you test, experiment. Yep. And hopefully you learn something and just make yeah. it quickly. Can't be afraid of change, which Antonio is not. He <laughs> totally switched cities in the midst of a pandemic. Cities. Yeah. Yeah, Antonio, well, tell my, us about it. Yeah. Well, first of all, Antonio's my good friend from New York. We actually met at this like one random fashion event where when Raekwon. It was a it was a Wu Tang concert with uh well Raekwon concert from Wu Tang yeah. who was performing. And, wow. and, uh, yeah, we, we met at this point, I want to say it's 11 years ago, 10 years ago. It's crazy. You think about it. A decade. No, yeah, literally. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, one of like one of my longest friends, but we met at that concert and we've, we've been friends ever since. Yep. And then Tony has a pretty uh, cool and diverse background that spans various aspects of marketing from big companies like BET, um, you know, Essence to working with, uh, Gary V's like um, ad or growth company to do a lot of great and amazing stuff in uh, this new world of Web3, crypto, NFTs and such. So I felt like he was a great uh, you know, guest to bring on to like, give us some more game, give us some knowledge on this, this uh, world that everyone's literally talking about right now. So I think to kick it off you know, with our word of the day, I think it's appropriate that it's Web3. So Antonio, yeah. can you give us a really good, simple definition of what Web3 is? Yeah, the best way I would say to describe Web3 is that um, you get ownership over your data content and participation to the networks that you contribute. And what I mean by that is imagine if, you know, being someone who watches YouTube, YouTube actually gave you uh tokens or currency or airdropped you money because you were a supporter of their network. So with Web3, it's really flipping the model of instead of just empowering the businesses, we're giving uh, regular people like us an opportunity to have ownership over their experience in the internet. And that that's the best way I can describe it. If, if, <laughs> I, could, if, I, if you need me to simple that, like, uh, like make that a little bit easier to digest, let me know. Sonia, do you get that? 
Get it. I will say I have heard a lot of confusion between like the metaverse and Web3. There seems to be some conflation. Today, we're going to talk about the metaverse, starting with the most important experience of all, connecting with people. And so can you explain to listeners what how those things are separate? Yeah, so Web3 is more just uh, a rebranding of crypto is what I like to call it. So instead of saying crypto, nice. Web3 is, you know, you're having ownership over um, your data, the content you share, and and basically how much brands have um, a grasp on you. So ownership is the biggest component of Web3. Now, Web3 rolls into, does include the metaverse because ideally... In the metaverse, we're looking at a 3D immersive experience. And the best example of that would be something like Ready Player One, uh, mm-hmm. like a popular example, or like even the Matrix when you're like jacking into the internet. The metaverse is just this idea that the internet is going to be a fully immersive 3D experience. And Web3 with the ownership uh, portion of it is to carry over into the metaverse. So you'll have ownership over uh, what you wear and what you eat and, and like what you do in the in the metaverse. Nice. And I would say there's a guy by the name of uh, Matthew Ball, who he's literally been putting out Metaverse content before it was a thing for years. Uh, He is, I'll say he's the godfather of modern thinking on the Metaverse, uh, just on how to approach it. So I highly recommend anyone, if you really want to understand what's going on and not just the buzzwords, uh, take a look at at his uh, website and blog. Nice. Love a recommendation. <laughs> yeah. So, Antonio, what are you working on now? Yeah. So, one of the good things about Web3 is um, work can be very fluid. So, you have DAOs, which are the fancy word for like the term is a decentralized autonomous organization. But translating that is a DAO is just a group of people that uh, don't necessarily have one leader or one seat, like a CEO. The community, the group is the CEO, and people work together on different projects to push the community forward. So right now, I am a scout and deal lead at GCR. Previously, I was head of growth. And currently, I am head of crypto media at Invisible Universe. And what that is, is overseeing NFTs and community for the release of our NFT animated series, The Real Metaverse. (laughs) I'm checking out the website now. It looks pretty cool. Like You have Serena Williams. Uh, creating like these animated figures and a bunch of yeah. like other uh, celebrity figures. Yeah. So is the goal like taking these uh, these characters and like just taking them to the next level of you know Web three, the digital world. And- yeah, exactly. So uh, uh, we created Quake, which is uh, based on a doll of Serena Williams' daughter Olympia, uh, mm-hmm. and we brought that to life. And uh, she now has three point one million followers on TikTok. So we have these existing characters, uh, Squeaky and Roy, uh, and other characters that were launched on TikTok. So social media first uh, avatars. And now it's, okay, this makes so much sense and it's doing well on Web 2. And it makes a whole lot more sense on the Web Web 3 side, especially with NFTs and the metaverse. So it's like, how do we um, build that bridge to bringing these characters as well as introducing new IP uh, in this web, in this web three world. So wait, you're saying that the, that animated character has 3.1 million followers. Yeah. Have you not seen Quake I can't believe you're one of the people behind that. <laughs> that yeah. makes you like a celebrity in my mind. Quake is really cool. Like 
really, really cool. Uh, but yeah, we created these characters and we said the next, we, the thesis was that the next, you know, animated characters, the next cartoons are going to launch on social and they're going to be short form wow. content. So that thesis proved to be true uh, with TikTok. And now it's, well, what's next? And for us, that's looking at Web3 and how do we bring over our existing characters in this audience and then also establish a footprint in Web3. So it's a, it's a fun bridge we're building right now. It's crazy. What would the influencing game look like, like in the short term or near future? If we can create influencers versus trying to hire or, you know, seek out one, let's say. Yeah, I mean, like, so random, like four years ago, I wrote this piece before I even knew what NFTs were called virtual avatars are going to change the shape of marketing. And I think the best way to look at it is looking at little Michaela and the emerging uh, virtual YouTube scene. Uh, and you see these influencers, like these literally these virtual characters um, being built up and people love them. I don't think there's much of a difference between if it's a virtual person or someone who is, you know, you know, actually in real life. Uh, what you're going to see is you're going to see a mixture of both. And you'll probably see more virtual influencers pick up steam than uh, regular people just from the business side. It's way easier to manage a virtual influencer and create content for them <laughs> than to met like trust me, even man, like managing influencers is a tough game. And uh, it's you know, everyone's an artist and you it's a it's a completely different ballgame. So once it becomes a lot easier to make your avatars, uh, I do suspect that you'll see a lot of brands doing it. And uh, there's a company by the name of Genies, which is like rolling out this avatar creation thing. Uh, so anyone could create their own avatar. I, you, I wouldn't be surprised if your virtual avatar could have a larger following than you do. When do you think it'll become super accessible? Because I know what we looked into, because as aforementioned, we're trying to grow to even half of what Quay Quay has. Yeah. And we looked into creating a virtual character for our TikTok. And it is such an expensive um, budget up front for brands yeah. or anyone. Um, you need like AR illustrators basically, and then animators yeah. as well. Um, do you think that that, so right now it, to me, it's kind of like gate kept, yeah. you know, for only, uh, you know, celebrities and other brands who can afford it. Do you think eventually it'll be more accessible to the everyday person? Like what, how long do you think that is? How far out are we? Very close actually. Um, so before you're, you're right. Like it's, it's tough. You need someone to handle the AR, potentially motion cap. You need a team yeah. animating it. And that stuff takes a long time. Uh, there's a company by the name of Genies uh, who uh, they just uh, received an investment and a board seat from Bob. I butcher his last name, Iger, Iger, for, Iger. Iger. former CEO, chairman at uh, Disney. Yeah. Uh, and basically they're releasing in, a, in the next few months a way for you to make your own avatar, anyone. So uh, you do need a little technical chops for the current build, but they're going to release like a no code uh, platform. So anyone can make their own avatar. Anyone wow. can make their own clothes. And uh, that's something I see taking off uh, very soon. It's just the only thing is, is uh, where does your character live, right? <laughs> uh, what's the world that you get to see this this character you created? So that's a combo for another day. But 
very soon as far as it becoming more mainstream that you can build and customize your own avatars. So what do you think brands need? Like outside of just capital and money, what do you think, what do you think will help brands succeed in this like uh, new world that I'm sure a lot of brands have no knowledge of? What do you think they need to do to be successful? And you're saying for Web3 in general or like their... Yeah, so let's, let's say Web3. Let's say like... Um, um, I'm trying to think of an old school brand. So yeah, what's an old school brand? <laughs> Give me a... <laughs> who owns... A, I don't know why this came in my head. Who owns Frosted Flake? Who owns Kellogg's? Oh, uh, General, General Mills. Mills. Yeah. General yeah. Mills. Yeah. So they, they own those cereal brands and whatnot. Um, the first thing I would say is... Is like obviously get get a clear understanding of like what's what are you trying to accomplish in Web three? How do you do, fellow kids? What? A lot of brands are gonna be like, listen, I'm seeing the headlines that a picture of a monkey sold for three million dollars. Yeah. How yeah. do I get in on that? Yeah. And the first thing I would say is just like one, uh, brands have to realize that in Web three, it's like you're not you're not a gatekeeper in this space. The you're given ownership and power to the community, so. If you can't, if you can't wrap your head around that part where it's like communities actually have power and deserve power and are going to expect that in this space, you're going to have a hard time getting in. But wow. if you, the way I would go about it, I think you're going to see is uh, more brands buying their their .eth, their ENS name, so like their the equivalent of their website name, like their domain name, their brand name, and and Web three. So that would be your ENS name. So I feel brands would first start buying that, and then they'll also start uh, buying NFTs for projects that align with their audiences uh, or uh, that they want to become a part of. Because a really easy way for brands, legacy brands to get into Web3, if they have the funds, is just buy an NFT and, not, and organically inject yourself into the community, amplify the community, and then you can start executing on the projects that you want. But when you jump out of the gate looking to extract and like make money, it gets uh, yeah. called out very quickly. But sure. if you take the other route of okay, how do we how do we amplify and how do we reward the community? Everything else tends to take care of itself because they'll get behind you for being a true believer and supporter. And then uh, not only do you get those fans, customers, audience, uh, you also see the impact on your bottom line. Yeah, it's also too understanding who your core customers are, right? Like Kellogg, General yeah. Mills. Like, does it make sense to enter the space? Like, no, most of the customers are probably like. Yeah, as kids or old ass people. So if you even try to do anything, it'll just look inauthentic or just go over people's heads and you'll see no success from it, right? But uh, there's also the fact of like, what if Kellogg's did a, or like General Mills did a super rare, like minimum collection drop of their cereal boxes. So not only do you get an actual NFT uh -huh. of that and whatever utility is tied there and you get this physical box of the cereal, this one of whatever 50 and not saying someone's going to buy a one of 50 or one-on-one collection but you can get really creative uh after you've like understood like what your goals are and how you're going to work with the community uh there are a lot of possibilities that haven't even been uh approached yet so for even for someone like general mills there's definitely space for them uh and and what three yeah i think that's going to be a little intimidating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's almost too much freedom. Yeah. Yeah. It it's hard. It's 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 it could be overwhelming because it's an NFT could be anything, right? Yeah. 
So, have you seen any brands, uh, you know, do some good work so far? Even though like still early, have you seen any like initial steps made by brands that kind of impressed you? Say, oh, made like, oh, that's a good move. Yeah, who's getting it right out yeah. the gate? Yeah, Adidas got it very with their drop. Um, so they partner with Board Ape Yacht Club, who, if you don't know, they've they've done 2.5 billion in sales and in a year or a little over a year. Better than they're doing better than most brands that have been around in the space for a long time, and that's just through the collection of their NFT collection that they sold and have continued to just build a brand around. Um, so you, you see that and it's like Adidas, they partnered, instead of just coming in and saying, we're dropping NFT, they partnered with that community. They released a collection of NFTs that give you discounted access to physical merchandise. And oh. that's something that I see happening, uh, across the board with brands that you're going to start seeing is that, uh, it's not just, it has to be a digital, a digital experience. It's like, how do you tie digital and physical? Um, and the mm -hmm. best ones, Adidas is a great example of that. And the collection sold out 30,000, a 30,000 oh. sold out. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it kind of levels the playing field for startups and, um, small businesses, or do you think that big brands with access to, you know, genius creative directors, people like yourself will do better just because they have the funds to have those conversations and, and consultants to know how to do it right so i come i come from startup land so i'm gonna bet on the little guy and say that uh board ape yacht club yuga labs the company behind board apes they weren't you know they weren't around a, a crazy amount of time they weren't a mm. household name and they've out they've done a better job at building a brand than brands who have been around for 10 mm. seven years yeah. Um, so the way I see it is while money can grant you access to talent and resources, uh, constraint breeds creativity. Mm -hmm. So I'm bullish that if you, if you're creative enough and you, and you have this vision, uh, NFTs really, uh, level the playing field for you to compete with, uh, your competitors and comments and, and being able to stand out and then also grow a lot faster. Granted, like everything is just gray area right now, but where do you see yeah. the consumer world or the commerce world going with Web3? I don't think it's going to look anything of like what it looks like right now. Right now, we're kind of in that point of uh, when like mobile phones first came out and we were playing Snake on our Nokias. Uh, and we could imagine well, the good old days, the good old days, you know, <laughs> and, and we could imagine, you know, or like aim when you will log into your, you know, <laughs> messenger and, and you had dialogue. So that's where I see us being right now. And in five years, um, I see NFTs kind of infiltrating everything we do from shopping, um, to like helping us. Uh, so shopping example would be like, you get an NFT that grants you discounts or maybe, access to a holders only club. I see NFTs really infiltrating every, every layer of kind of commerce and our experiences on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, and then in 10 years, I see us uh, really having more of a metaverse and NFTs being a part of that. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, what if the shirt that you bought uh, from Uniqlo, uh, I'm wearing a Uniqlo shirt, what if that also came as an NFT that you can put on your avatar? 
uh, that's where I see us getting to the point of, you know, 10 years uh, down the line. And then in five years, it's uh, brands are using NFTs to reward people for being, you know, loyal shoppers or. That's insane. That that's like the evolution of like loyalty programs like CRM. That would change a lot of marketers' jobs. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm not coming out the marketers' job, but it's like my biggest grip when I got into Web three was just that in Web two, I felt I felt you were confined in how you can really provide value for your customers. Mm. Um, and like, while we do have loyalty programs, I mean, most loyalty programs I'm a part of suck. They're, they're trash. <laughs> You yeah, that on both sides, the business and the consumer side. Yeah, it's like I have to spend all this money to get $5 off. And it's like, well, <laughs> what if I shopped at a brand and if that brand did really well one year, they airdropped me money for being a loyal yeah. Guess where I'm going to keep shopping? The, the place that's literally paying me for being a supporter. So that's why I'm like, I'm a fan of companies who are thinking through NFTs on like, how do we, how do we reward customers and community? Because what happens is those people tend to be very loyal and stick around, but I'm going to level set like web three marketing is really tough. Um, so we're still a long ways out from it being, uh, it's tough because it's different. So we're still a long ways out of like cracking, cracking that nut. Yeah. Because like right now, like we primarily focus on marketing in the real world. Like say there's the real world marketing, which is like out of home, all the physical stuff. There's the web two or digital through you know, emails, website and whatnot. But the the web view world is gonna be nuts too. Like like Sonia, your marketer. Like imagine if your team you start hiring a team that's only focused on marketing on in web three metaverse, yeah. right? They right. just focus on that environment. It's yeah. kind of like we have field marketing teams and digital marketing teams now. Yeah. You're gonna have field and digital, like <laughs> field, and then it's gonna be uh, two you different know. kinds of digital. Yeah, it's gonna be two. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for your career, I think uh, it's. I think uh, it's super exciting space. How do you stay on top of what's going on and what's evolving? Because imagine you're working in this industry where there's no roadmap, right? Yeah. It's kind of up in the air. Yeah. And things could change so quickly. So how do you just stay in tune with where trends are, are heading? Uh, well, first, I acknowledge that I'm going to miss something. And uh, that's really hard hmm. to crypto because missing something could be the difference between life-changing money and not. <laughs> um, wow. So coming to terms with I can't keep up with everything. And then uh, it's, you know, it's not sexy, but it's living on the internet. You know, I, I live on Twitter. I live on Discord. And I have an entire notification setup, system setup of Google Alerts just to ping me every day of what's going on. And um, it's just rent and repeat every day. So it's it's uh, it's a a lot of hand to hand combat, but it's just uh, keeping up with you know finding the right people to follow, joining the right channels, making sure that I have uh, Google alerts going up in different and like different sectors, so I have an idea. Yeah, what's going on. yeah that's I'm a sure. lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it is. Um, it is a lot. It's just. It's a lot, but when you when you start digging and you start realizing that um, there are a lot of opportunities too, like that can just be your full time job of you searching mm. for information. So, what's not un, not uncommon is in Web three when you use a project or a protocol. Uh, just imagine if you use YouTube, you end up getting airdrops uh, 
money or you know tokens currency and that that combo's native token you get airdropped money just from being curious and ex like exploring so what you see is a lot of people come to the space and while it is a lot they're able to maintain that lifestyle based on like uh the projects that they're early on discovering is is it possible to dabble in it like i'm sure we're going to have a lot of people who <laughs> maybe kind of know what an NFT is, yeah. maybe have never heard of any of this. And this whole episode is like, what? <laughs> 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 Which, sorry to those people. Yeah. But if they just wanted to like get started on it or dabble in it, like, is there a, a is it all or nothing? Or is there a way to kind of um, slowly integrate yourself? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, before going all in, I was doing the same thing. I would you know, read an article here or there. My recommendation is join a DAO. Uh, mm. And by that, because what happens is DAOs have people who their day job is literally to curate content for you and, and help the community stay up to date on information. So instead of going at it alone, I recommend joining a group, a DAO, or getting a few friends and everyone just focuses on one particular area that they're passionate mm. about. And you guys share information and that in itself could become a community of doubt itself. So I always recommend uh, Web3 can be really overwhelming. Join a DAO. And if you have that extra time, uh, check out platforms such as Rabbit Hole. Uh, they're basically, they pay you, you get paid in crypto to learn about crypto. Uh, oh. And they partner with different projects and, and introduce you to new concepts and you get paid to learn. So those nice. would be the first two steps I would go to like um, get into web three and if you're having a hard time joining a DAO, uh global coin research you know that's a down part of so shameless plug we literally we send out uh daily info and we curate uh the best content of the week so that way if you're not living and breathing in the space and you just want to get caught up or get an idea of it you, mm -hmm. you know you get an idea of what's going on yeah how do you choose a good project there's like so many things going on Right. Oh man, I don't know. That's a tough one. There's so many fun projects. That's the honestly, that's been the hardest thing is that there are a lot of exciting projects uh, happening. So I just kind of look look at it like um, if I was a billionaire and I didn't have to worry about money, would I still work on it? Mm. And uh, if the answer is yes, then I know I'm in the right place. If it's no, then I just run like it's the plague. That seems super liberating. I mean, the way that we have come up in our careers, just based on, you know, the economy and, and events, I feel like millennials always feel like they have to stick with yeah. their jobs and yeah. do whatever the boss says. Yeah. This sounds like a whole kind of new direction. It is, but I, I will say like, it's extremely fun. It's exciting because there's just this open possibility, but it can be overwhelming because what right. do you work on? And then the reality is, is I got started in Web3 and, you know, I was living off my savings because I couldn't afford to pay my bills with just my native token price, like the right. money I was making and the native token for the DAOs I was working on. So for two months, I was living off savings until I could reach a point where this paid my bills. And that's mm -hmm. a very real reality. But the way I look at it is if you have... A savings enough of a nest egg to go in and you're feeling ready you go and if you're not there yet you can still part-time contribute on the side to get there so 
Um, I don't want people to think like, you know, it's easy. It's not, but what is considered somewhat difficult is way more exciting than I've ever experienced in any Mm -hmm. web two job that I've had. If you take that risk, if you take that risk and Mm -hmm. that's what like most, most of the space right now is like a little bit entrepreneurial because it is a risk, you know, we Mm -hmm. don't know what the regulation is going to be or what's going to happen, but we think it's going to stay. So we're bullish. Nice. I mean, if, if, uh, you know, if you, you go all in and then your Dow goes under or the company you're, you're in goes under, or if you're getting paid in a project's token and that tanks, you know, um, you have to make sure you're in a place to be able to bounce back from that. So yeah. you really got to make sure you're in a place to take on that risk. But if you can, uh, I don't think you'll regret it. Yeah. Uh, a few months ago, just based on hype, I joined that uh, Constitution Dow. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a Sonia. If you don't know, well, wait. I was gonna say you gotta give the like tell yeah. us, yeah, give us the rundown on the. So, so I think my buddy Evan told me about it. But he said, "Hey, like, there's a DAO that if we pull our money together, they're gonna try to buy the Constitution at, yeah. at an auction." <laughs> this sounds like fake. And now let's begin the auction. Lot 1787, the Constitution of the United States of America. We'll start the bidding here at ten million dollars. At no, <laughs> so I just wanted to just participate in the hype. Yeah. So I just threw in like, you know, a hundred bucks or so just to participate. And it was actually really exciting because I think they pulled together 40 plus million bucks. What? And, yeah. They wow. were right there. They were, they were right there. Yeah. And exciting thing was I was, I was literally watching the auction like live. Yeah. Because imagine you're invested in this. Dow or you're part of it you're part of it yeah and you feel that connection to the project um granted the Dow lost the auction but then they give us tokens and i sold those tokens to make up my money but it was pretty you cool seen the roi from that too because the token price yeah right after that yeah, yeah. so like i made like it worked a, out for you yeah i made a couple couple bucks off it not like life-changing but it was like just fun to be part of that experience all right um i think it's Time to wrap it up. But Sonia, any last burning questions about this world from our expert Antonio here? Yeah, I think, so I would imagine that a lot, like I said, a lot of people are just intimidated by the vagueness, by the um, new like technology of it. Um, what, what would you say to those people who feel like, oh, that's over my head or I'm too old for that or... Um, I just don't get it. Uh, like, what advice would you have for them? My advice would be, uh, look at, look at the current state of things, you know, internet, your job that you're going to and the de- devices you use and think back to when you were younger, if you could imagine that you would be at this point, um, True. and would you be selling, telling yourself on this old, I'm too old for this. Like, just to get an idea of what's going on and like look back at when you were younger. Did you see us at that point? Did you see yourself at this point now using these devices in this job? And for most of us, that answer is probably going to be, no, I didn't expect that. And that's how I say approach web three. We're in the early stages of a brand new shift in the internet. And while there is a lot of hype on this is going to be this brand new world, we're not sure, but we know that, it's going to be different and it's going to be a change of what we're used to. So you can stay with those changes and be, and get an idea of what's going on, or you can 
hate to, uh, you know, I don't want to sound aggressive, but you can, you know, you could just sit back and, and wait for those things to happen. But uh, if you're curious, if you're even thinking about it, I highly recommend just, you know, starting to look around, starting to poke your head and don't feel like it's uh, overwhelming. There's a lot of information out there and it can feel like that, but understand that while you guys are asking me questions, no one has all the answers. Mm-hmm. We're all figuring it out. There are no playbooks here. There's no guide on exactly how to do everything. So everything it's, it's, it's literally being explored as we go. So you're not too late. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Don't be afraid. <laughs> it It's going to happen anyway. So you either let it happen yeah. to you or yeah. join yeah. it. All right. No, I think it was a great convo. I learned a lot. Like it didn't go over my head. I was in like, Oh, there we go. <laughs> I've tried to more about NFTs and stuff, and it was just too much to give up. So, Antonio gave a good breakdown. But um, yeah, let us let us know what you guys think in the comments. Send us an email, DM us. Yeah, um, I think this was one of our best episodes. So we better hear from you guys this time. Plug in again. Yeah. You know, get in touch with us. We're you can email at us email us at stuckinfunnelpodcast at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram. Our IG is at Stuck in Funnel Podcast, or you can tweet us with that same handle. And y'all have been like a bunch of crickets. (laughs) I can't imagine you don't have thoughts on Web3, so let us know. Yeah. Antonio, anything you want to plug? Uh, I just, listen, if you are interested in getting involved with Web3, you're feeling overwhelmed or you just have questions and there are no stupid questions. This is literally brand new. uh, feel free to DM me, shoot me a message at Antonio Gary Jr. That's my handle on all social. And I highly recommend uh, GCR, uh, aka Global Corn Research. Uh, and we're a DAO that basically, we want to give regular people uh, the opportunity to invest in the best Web3 projects. So uh, normally, you know, venture capitalists and it's uh, catered for like super rich are the ones that are given the opportunities to invest in projects before they blow up. We're flipping that on its head. Uh, and to date, we've, uh, uh, we've grown pretty, pretty fast. So I highly recommend checking it out. And if, again, you have any questions, shoot me a message. Sweet. All right, guys, that was a great episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks hey. for listening.